You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Pirate fans, welcome into the show tonight as we head into a massive week 11 here in college football. And this is the time of year where things really start to get interesting as we head into the uh, the late stages of the season here. We start getting a little cold weather, some rain, some sleet, which can have a dramatic impact on these games. And certainly a huge week for East Carolina as they head to Cincinnati. But before we get into you know all of that, I'd like to welcome in um, my fellow colleague here of ESPN3, Jay Sunhalter. Jay, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I can't wait for some big games this weekend. It's going to be a good, good schedule cover. Absolutely, my friend. And I also want to welcome in uh, producing tonight, Bubba Rosenbaum, who uh, will be helping us out here tonight. I appreciate all your hard work putting these games together, Bubba. But, you know, Jay, before we get started, I want to call Bubba out for a little bit of a Big Ten bias, a northern bias that I picked up on, you know, when he – started putting these games together. He left out all the Northern teams, Jay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I saw the schedule and the slate, and I kind of thought he must love the Big Ten. But maybe there's <laughs> just a lot of bad games going on in the South or <laughs> the West. <laughs> so maybe maybe these are the best games. I mean, maybe we're in the wrong. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to bring Bubba in on this discussion, get his true feelings. Yeah, exactly. Let him have a say. <laughs> you, you never know, right? You never know, Jay. And, um, you know, before we get into it, Jay, another thing I wanted to mention about tonight is how about the start of college basketball, Jay? And I know you um, call games for East Carolina and other colleges occasionally. And uh, are you are you excited here as the uh, to get the, the, the basketball season underway? Yeah, I love basketball. I mean, and this is a fun time of the year during crossover season when, you know, football is getting into – to the time of the year where uh, where everybody's making their final move and the basketball starting up, so it's a good time of year. I did a uh, Campbell last night versus St. Augs, so oh, nice. uh, game right. one, game one, and uh, it was it was good to be back. And, uh, and you know, basketball season is going to be great too. Now, Jay, were you a basketball player back in the day as well? I was growing up and in high school. Yeah, I didn't play in college, but um, I did through high school. So, gotcha. I okay. uh, I used to. He used to be able to shoot it a little bit. So, Well, I'll just tell you this quick 30-second story. Uh, I decided to play basketball the other night for the first time in probably a good year or so. And, uh, Jay, I came out of the gate on fire. I, I, I nailed a three. Then I went into the post. I hit a little step-back jumper. I was feeling good. I started talking a little trash, Jay, to some of these young guys. Yeah. Really kind of feeling it. And then about – Five minutes in, my legs went to rubber, and I realized, you know, I'm 45. And it was all downhill from there, you know. Well, it was uh, painful. Hey, you you got your shots in early on. That's good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But um, so, Jay, before we kind of look forward here to week 11, let's just take a step back and, and check out week 10 where some, some huge games – some big surprises. I think none bigger, um, Jay, than LSU getting it done at home in overtime against Alabama. What did you think about that one? 
I mean, that was awesome. The the two point conversion at the end of the ball game. I mean, you know, I just loved how they put it all on the line and win or lose. You know, they were going to make it happen, and they had control of that outcome. And I really like the call. I mean, a great play call, but I like the call to go for it there because if you have an opportunity to beat Alabama and you have the ball and it's really in your control if you can execute it, that's what you want. And they went ahead and did it. And just an awesome atmosphere to see everybody celebrating at the end of the game. Yeah, and how about the guts on, on Brian Kelly? I mean, to go for that two-point conversion, Jay, I mean, I totally agree with you. You have a chance to put Alabama – away at home, but I really feel like, you know, maybe you tell me, but I feel like nine out of 10 coaches don't have the stones to go for two there in that spot. I mean, that's the type of call where if you don't convert, you know, you're going to have a lot of unhappy fans, but you got to give him credit. I mean, he stuck to his gut. There was no hesitation. He went for it and it paid off. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times, you know, you can just continue to play on and sometimes that may be the right call. But you're putting it in the hands of, you know, possibly a kicker or, you know, possibly some, you know, Alabama or Nick Saban being aggressive. In that opportunity, he said, hey, we have a chance with the ball to end the ball game. I like my chances and I trust my offense and my quarterback to execute over me just continuing on. And you're right. I mean, he put himself on the line. Sometimes when you do that, it doesn't pay off. And that's a hard thing to do. But when it does pay off, you earn a lot of credit for that. So that was a big moment for him. You know, Jay, before you came to East Carolina, I was part of a team that went up to West Virginia and um, scored, you know, very late in the game. Um, you know, instead of going to overtime, Steve Logan decided to go for two in that spot. Um, we didn't convert. We did not convert. We lost the game. So I've been on the other side of that. And, um, but, but you know what, I even though we lost that game, I really didn't have a problem with the call going for it. Maybe it could have been a different play call. But in terms of just the strategy to go for it, I had no problem. It's the type of thing you walk away sometimes with a loss, but at least you, you, know, you put it out there and you gave it every chance to win. So I, I don't know if you recall that game. It's a little before you, you got here. Um, but, Jay, what about number one Tennessee goes into Georgia – and takes a beat down, twenty-seven to thirteen. What'd you think about that one? Well, I mean, I, I think in that ball game, I mean, it's just Georgia's defense is next level, and they're the only defense that looks like that. And Tennessee has been playing great, but I mean, they they went against a really good defense on the road against a team that was, I think, motivated to show they're still the you know defending champion, and that was Georgia's day, and and I mean, they just took it to them. Yeah, they did. And, you know, I just had a feeling, you know, when the when Georgia gets in the bright lights, when they get into prime time and it's really time to play a physical game and put best against best, I just had a feeling they were going to be a little too much for Tennessee. And and they really were. I mean, Tennessee's offense just couldn't get in rhythm. And um, you got to give Georgia credit. I mean, they're, they're, in my opinion, clearly the number one team in the country right now. And um, – you know, a lot of, lot of football left, but I think it's kind of theirs to lose, in my opinion. Um, you know, but we, we shall see. And then, Jay, how about this one, which I don't think either one of us saw coming. Clemson goes into South Bend, Indiana, and just gets absolutely destroyed, 35-14 to 14 by Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be like that. I knew there was a chance of an upset. Um, I don't think people would have expected it to be a, a beatdown like that. 
But I think it just shows you that Notre Dame is good when they're on, but we've seen them, you know, look terrible this season and really good. And I, they were on on Saturday and then Clemson, you know, I think just kind of got exposed in a tough atmosphere on the road and their offense, their offense needs to be fixed. Yeah, it does. And how about, how about Notre Dame, like a true Jekyll and Hyde? I mean, the fact that they've had some bad losses this year, Jay, they lost to Stanford, which is inexplicable. It's inexcusable. Lose at home to Marshall. Um, And then, but here they go. As we get a little further into the season, they're finding their stride a little bit. They go up to Syracuse, win that game pretty convincingly. And then they go home. And I'll tell you, it's not very often you see Clemson lose, you know, by 21 points. I think they were down 35 to nothing at one point, if I'm not mistaken. That doesn't happen very often. So, you know, you got to give some credit to Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame and, you know, definitely have that thing going in the right direction, Jay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be how they finish this year. I mean, that was a huge win, but now now they got to, yeah, they still have to play Southern Cal and a couple other games, so they got to finish strong. Absolutely, and you know, last thing before we look forward here to Week Eleven, Jay, how about the top four? You know, um, you know, what I'm looking at right now has Georgia number one, followed by Ohio State, Michigan, and then. I guess a little bit of controversy with TCU in that number four spot, you know, any, do you have any disagreements there, Jay, with that or how would you like? No, that? yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, Georgia, Alabama or Georgia, number one, Ohio state or Michigan, two, three, then, you know, they'll probably put TCU at four. Um, I, I, I think Tennessee should be part of that top four. I don't, I don't think TCU will end up being in the final four. But they'll probably put them there this week. I mean, they, they may end up losing to Texas this Saturday. Agreed. And, you know, Tennessee drops down to number five. And, you know, LSU moves up to seven. And Alabama at number 10. I mean, you rarely see a Nick Saban team at Alabama anywhere, you know, <laughs> below number two. Um, right. So, you know, with that dynasty. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's pretty wide open. I, I suspect – you know, a lot of change. I do think Tennessee is a tight, regardless of what happened against Georgia. I think they're a top four team. And I'd like to see them work their way back into it. But uh, hey, we won't speculate any further. Let's let's Jay. What do you think? Let's go ahead and get into Week Eleven here. And uh, Bubba, if you can, uh, if you're able yeah, I'm to, here. Uh, we'll dive into Week Eleven. You know, starting off, you just mentioned the Crimson Tide, number ten this week in the polls. And uh, Alabama, um, despite having lost a couple games now, they're on the road in Oxford against Ole Miss, and they are an 11.5-point favorite. Absolutely. So, Jay, I'll kick this one over over to you first. What are your thoughts here? Well, I mean, that's a big spread, and uh, Ole Miss is pretty good. You know, I always say every week, why is the spread this big? Um, I'm shocked that it's that high. I think Ole Miss can definitely win this ball game. Uh, I, I'll go with Alabama to get some redemption and win, but uh, that's going to be my pick is Alabama to cover, but uh, this is a tough one. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I you know, you take a look at this line, 11 and a half, and it's like, you know, you get the sense that people around the country are, get, are have the feeling that, okay, Alabama lost last week. They're going to be on a mission to sort of right the wrongs and get back on track. So, you know, they're going to blow out Ole Miss. But 
honestly, I don't see it. I, I think there's this Alabama team I don't think is at, at the level of some of their previous teams here of recent years. And um, it's at Ole Miss. So I agree, man. I think Ole Miss is going to, you know, hang in there, um, possibly win the game. But I think they'll cover that 11 and a half. All right, Bubba, what do we have next? Next up, a huge game within the American uh, UCF coming off a win at Memphis. Um, and then obviously prior to that, um, that home win over the Cincinnati Bearcats, they are traveling to New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave. And Willie Fritz Ball Club is a two-point favorite. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll jump in on this one first, Jay. We'll kind of go back and forth here. But um, I, I really like this Tulane team. I think they're very disciplined. I think they defensively, they, they, they're just they're, – they're a really, really good defensive team. And offensively, you know, they don't blow you away in any aspect of the game, but they're really efficient, um, really like the running back. And, and Pratt, the quarterback, he's playing good football. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He doesn't beat himself. So – um, UCF on the other hand, hey, they're playing really good too, and um, I think it'll be a very close game. But I'll take the Green Wave at home, Jay. I agree with you. I think Tulane is the real deal. I think there's a lot on the line for them. Being at home is a huge factor. Plus, with their defense, I think they're going to cover win by more than two. All right, all right, we're agreeing tonight, man. We're agreeing. Same page, Bubba. What we got next, buddy? Next up, back to the SEC, uh, Georgia coming off that dominant performance against Tennessee between the hedges. Now they travel to Starkville, and uh, the Bulldogs are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite in Stark, Vegas. Mm. Jay, what do you think here? Well, this is a tough one. I mean, all these are, are could go either way. I'm going to go ahead and roll with Georgia. I just think – you, know, you said maybe it's going to be a letdown game. I just think anytime you can play defense the way they play defense, I think they're going to sprint here on this final stretch of the season. I think they're clicking, and I think they're going to go ahead and, and beat Mississippi State by 17 or more. Yeah, I'll tell you, like I, I think the key here for Mike Leach and Mississippi State is they need to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quick, very quick, because UGA is going to be coming. You know, They're going to bring the pass rush and – you know, but I think I think the main problem here for Mississippi State is Georgia can just cover you up so well on the back end, and I think they're just going to overwhelm Mississippi State. I really do. And as much as I like Mike Leach, the fact that this is a home game for them, Georgia's the best team in the country, and I think they're gonna they're gonna pull away. And I, I'll say they cover the sixteen and a half. Jay, we're we're now agree in agreement on three games tonight, buddy. Three games. So we'll we'll hopefully we have some disagreements here soon. Now let's head down to Austin, Texas. Uh, Texas coming off a big win last week in Manhattan. And uh, they are seven-point favorites over undefeated TCU. What do you think here, Jay? Well, I think this is, you know, good, the shock of the spreads for TCU's undefeated. You know, they're plus seven. Or, or excuse me, they're, you know, they're the dog. I'm going to go ahead. I think Texas is going to win this game. And I think they're going to win by more than seven. I just think this is one of those games where Texas is going to win at home. It's a huge game. TCU has been on fire, but it's going to end Saturday night. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, the big 12 is the hardest conference to pick games in. And like one example is 
Kansas State beating Oklahoma State like 48 nothing, and then they come back last week and they lose to Texas. And it's just so hard to pick these teams. You know, they're so up and down. But, you know, here, here are my thoughts on this one. I mean, Texas, first of all, they're at home, right? They see TCU as kind of like the little brother in the state, but yet they're ranked number four in the country. They're ranked ahead of Texas. So I think they're going to be extremely motivated. I think that crowd's going to be electric. Um, I think TCU might find themselves in a position where they're trying to hang on a little bit. So I, I'm going to agree. I, you know, I, I think Texas at home uh, will 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 find a way to cover that seven. It's going to be close, but I think they'll I think they'll take care of business. Now to the ACC. Uh, North Carolina had a bit of a close call last week in Charlottesville and uh, Wake Forest. Uh, and came up short in Raleigh against NC State, drop, <clears throat> dropping a second consecutive game. And um, in the Deeks, and then suddenly they're right there next to last in the, their division. Who would have thought that uh, just a few weeks ago? But, um, you know, who do you guys like in this one? Well, I'll go first on this one, Jay. I mean, <clears throat> Wake Forest, I, I don't know what's going on with that team. I mean, they showed so much potential early on. And now all of a sudden they get blown out at Louisville. They lose at NC State against a true freshman backup quarterback. Um, there's some problems right now with that team. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it, it's not it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign at all. And I see Wake Forest at three-and-a-half-point favorite at home, but I don't like that spread. I'm going to go with UNC um, to, to cover that and probably win the game. Um, I, I just think, you know, Wake Forest is going in the wrong direction here. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to base my confidence in Wake Forest. I just think they've been kind of kicked around the past couple weeks, and I think they're going to find a solution. And I think UNC has been rolling, um, and you know, they may be due for – a ball game where they don't play as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say Wake Forest with the upset to cover. The real thing in this matchup, um, you know, that the North Carolina defense has improved, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I think it could boil down to, to this. I think North Carolina is going to get theirs. Uh, Drake may just really about as good as any quarterback in the country as a freshman. But uh, North Carolina's defense, and uh, yes, they're improved. But I think if Wake can take care of the ball, that they'll have, uh, they'll certainly have success. But that's that's been the thing. Um, you know, Sam Hartman in that offense, they turned it over eight times in the second half against Louisville, and they, I believe, had at least three turnovers against NC State. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, <clears throat> when you look at the over-under in this game, guys, it's 77 and a half. And I agree with that. There's going to be – this going to be a high-scoring game. I think defense will be somewhat optional here. And, you know, I expect both teams to be in the high 30s. So it'll be a fun game to watch offensively. But, um, you know, I think I think the Tar Heels will cover. What we got next, Bubba? Sticking within the ACC, another – team looking to bounce back is obviously the Clemson Tigers. Um, they were dominated in South Bend. Um, not so much they lost, but just the, the way in which they lost was very surprising. At one point, 
trailing 35 to nothing, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so they return home and they're, they're facing red hot Louisville, um, Louisville, obviously the win over Wake Forest and they handle their business better than most thought they might against James Madison, a very solid first year FBS program out of the Sun Belt, um, and the cards go to death Valley, a seven point dog. Hmm. Jay, what do you think here? I I think Clemson's going to get some redemption. I think Clemson's going to win and cover this. I think they're going to go home and and get their problems fixed on the offensive end. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is is a tough one. I mean, again, Louisville, you got to like the way they're they're coming on here late in the season. I really like Louisville's defense. You know, they can get people a lot of problems with their defense. You kind of saw signs of it early in the year. Um, Wins against Syracuse and – you know, played played solid defense against UCF, um, but I do think Clemson will right the ship, and they don't lose at home. So I think Clemson's going to win the game, but I do think Louisville's going to cover the seven. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Cardinals to uh, to cover the spread here. What we got next, Bubba? Give me a moment. I was uh, let's see, going back to the SEC, um, LSU travels to. Arkansas, a three-point favorite. What do you think here, Jay? So, Jay, I, I can't hear you. I lost you there for a second. I'll... Sorry. Sorry, oh, guys. Okay. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a close ball game. And you know, I'm tempted to say Arkansas is going to cover, um, but I'm going to go with LSU to continue their hot streak. Jay, what did you think of Arkansas losing at home last week to Liberty? How about that? Well, I, I was shocked, but that that's why it makes me even more confident they're going to play well because <laughs> they just lost. I think they're going to get get it turned around, and LSU's coming off a big victory. But, yeah, that, that was a huge win by Liberty on the road. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, very impressed with LSU. <clears throat> I really liked them last week because of the fact that they were at home on a night game in Baton Rouge and really like the way that team's heading. I think Arkansas, you know, I don't know what's going on with that team, even though they're at home. And I agree with you. It could be a natural letdown game here for LSU, but I do think they'll find a way to get it done. So I'm going to go with Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers to get it done in Arkansas this week. Now let's head to Huntington, West Virginia uh, as App State is a one-point favorite, so essentially a pick them between the Mountaineers and the Thundering Herd. Mm. I guess I'll jump in on this one first. Um, I'll tell you, I'm just not – this this App State team, you know, they're not quite as disciplined as last year. I thought they were a little sloppy last week against Coastal. I have no clue what to make of this game. I mean, it, this is a really tough one. I think it'll go – it could go either way. And for no reason whatsoever, I just think App State will find a way to outscore Marshall a little bit. So I'll take the Mountaineers minus one at Marshall. Jay. Yeah, I mean, who knows on this ball game? <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> one point. I mean, either, either team could win this one. I'm going to go ahead and uh, go with Marshall since they're at home. But wouldn't surprise me this ball game going either way. But I'll take the Thunder and Herd. Yeah, I mean, like if I was actually going to like really bet money, that would be of all these games we've talked about, 
I have the least bit of confidence in that game right there. I, I have no idea, um, you know, who's going to win that one. So it, it'll be a fun one to watch, though. Um, to the Big right. 12, um, down in Waco, Texas, Baylor is a two-and-a-half-point favorite to, over K-State. Mm, Baylor minus two-and-a-half at home against K-State. What do you think, Jay? All right, I'm going to go with uh, Baylor. I just have confidence in Dave Aranda. And I believe that they're going to go ahead and, and they had a big victory last week. I think they're going to continue the hot streak. I'm going to agree with you here. Um, Kansas State's been kind of up and down when you look at them all year and tough loss last week. I like the fact that this is in, what is it, Waco? Is that where they are down in Baylor? Um, so uh, I'll take the Baylor Bears at home to cover that. Uh, two and a half. Always tough in the Big 12, though. What do you think next, Bubba? Liberty Flames. Um, obviously, uh, only that one-point loss to Wake Forest this year prevents them from being undefeated at this point. And they head to Hartford, and they're going to be taking on UConn, who, get this, guys, is playing for bowl eligibility. Um, after this game, they, they have Army. So um, I don't like their chances in this one, but uh, they could certainly uh, – certainly beat Army and become bowl eligible in Jim Moore Jr.'s first season. All right. So I'll just say nobody nobody strolls into East Hartford, Connecticut and pushes around the Huskies. It just doesn't happen. Um, how about that? How about that? This is, might be the coaching job of the year. Jim Moore Jr. in a job that looked – it looked – it was almost – it was so dire – at UConn where it was like, can they actually win two games? And here they are bowl eligibility in his first year. That that's a coach that that's an impressive job to me when you can win with less. Um, so there, that's a program heading in the right, in the right direction, which is good to see. However, they are way, way overmatched this week. Liberty's in a totally different class and UConn has been feasting on, you know, weak opponents. So Liberty's going to, Absolutely put the smack down. I think they'll win this game by 28. Jay, what do you think here? I, I think Liberty is really good. So I think they're going to go ahead. I mean, I know it's on the road, but I, I think their offense always finds a way to score points. I think it's a tough matchup for UConn. I'm impressed by Jim Mora, but I think this will be Liberty's game. And how, how impressive, you know, talking about how impressive Jim Moore is, I mean, how about Hugh Freeze, what he's been able to do at Liberty? Yeah, I mean, he's the real deal. And he's going to have an SEC job if he wants it in the offseason. Um, you know, it'll, it'll just depend if he wants to leave leave or, or stay at Liberty. Um, and they gave him a extension and a raise. But uh, he's the real deal. No doubt about it. All right, Bubba. So, uh, what we have next? Do we go to the Big Ten now? B. Sure, if you want to throw in an eleventh game. <laughs> so, Bubba. That, no, hey, we could we could go. Uh, yeah, nothing intentional toward the Big Ten. I know you're kidding, but uh, I looked at the Wisconsin is a one point favorite at Iowa, and then you also have Penn State. Um, that rivalry matchup with Maryland. Uh, 
you guys recall here a few years ago when remember the words were exchanged and and uh, the Maryland uh, and I say the words were exchanged. I think maybe words were exchanged pregame, but during the handshake, um, a handshake was not not exchanged between the Terps and the Nittany Lions in Happy Valley. You remember that? I do remember something about this, but it's a little it's a little and, hazy and, and for me. Penn State, I believe, proceeded to lay a beat down on them. All right, well, but, uh, but anyway, Penn State's a ten point favorite over Maryland. Yeah, and, and I was just messing with you, Bo. This was not one of our preview games, but I think Penn State will find a way to get that one done at home, Jay. Um, so, hey, let's take a final look. So so we made it through all our preview games, Bubba? Let's... Yes, that's that's all 10 games. Okay. And uh, through, through um, 10 weeks now, um, you are – 30, 29, and 1. Meanwhile, Jay's 29, 30, and 1. Uh, you were 5 and 5. And Jay was 4 and 6. All right. Well, hey, still still anybody's race, Jay. Um, final game to take a look at tonight, as we always do. We always close the show with East Carolina. And you talk about an absolute monster game this Friday night in Cincinnati. What an opportunity for this program, Jay. Well, it's coming off of a bye week, which is huge. I just think everything's aligning for East Carolina. You know, it's going to be a tough ball game on the road at Cincinnati against a really good team. Um, I just think East Carolina, this could be their time to have that big win. And everything's been clicking. Guys are getting fresher through the bye week. And, you know, if you can win this one, you can roll into a lot of momentum with those final two games um, and senior day being Houston next week. But I think this ball game is going to come over down to turnovers and line play. East Carolina can win the turnover battle and play well in the lines. I think they have a chance to win the ball game. So, uh, Jay, the line Cincinnati minus I'm seeing minus five here. I know it's fluctuated, you know, a half point here or there. Um, what do you think against the spread, Jay? Who, if you had to make a pick here, who who are you going with? Well, Unless you're I, I calling the game, you're not you're not going anywhere near. I this think game East Carolina. Game. I think East Carolina could win. So okay. I, I I mean I think you know obviously Cincinnati has talent and they could they could they could win you know as well. I I just think this this is going to be East Carolina's night. So I think East Carolina is going to cover. I like it. I like it. I, uh, I'll tell you guys, like, I, I kind of like these Friday night games, kind of enjoying this here. So it's, it's a nice change of pace to, to have the game on Friday night. So I, I kind of like that. Um, you know, Cincinnati, listen, they have a ton of talent, a ton of talent, and they're well coached, um, physical team, but they have lost a lot of weapons. And, and like, to, Jay, to your point, Jay, I love the fact that we're coming off of a bye week. You know, we're getting healthy. And we have a lot of momentum on our side. And, and I'll I just say, like, I think we're the better team. I really believe we're the better team right now outside of, um, you know, maybe the kicking game, which can certainly bite you in a, in a close ball game like this. But maybe we're heading in the right direction there, too. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I love our chances here. I think 
you know, and I'm not just saying this as an East Carolina alum. I think we're going to go into Cincinnati and win this game. Um, you know, Bubba, I don't know if you if you're able to chime in on this one. Which that, um, this is the I uh, myself for a moment and had okay, this pirate game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I noticed that it had gone from six and a half down to five, and then I was talking to Kyle earlier. He said he had actually seen as low as four and a half in spots last night. Uh, I love our chances. You know, if if we don't go up there and uh, you know have a special teams mistake or two and turn the ball over, uh, which we've been, I really, I don't think we've turned the ball over since Tulane. Um, definitely haven't thrown an interception. We may not have turned the ball over in the last three games. Uh, but, but nonetheless, we, we've protected the football very, very well. And I think if we play the way we can play, um, that 31 game win streak may just be coming to an end for the Bearcats. I agree with both of you guys on this. Hey, it's going to be fun to watch, guys, and uh, really looking forward to another big matchup. And, uh, hey, another another show in the books, guys, as we head into week 11. Uh, Jay, I appreciate your thoughts as always. Bubba, who is, uh, you know, the, the producer of the year, uh, appreciate you as always. And we do have a question here, right, from, from, from Jay Walker. Uh, how's Keaton Mitchell's health? You guys want to chime in on this one? I know um, during the post game at BYU, I, w- I was honestly very surprised that he did a post game interview, but um, that was an excellent sign. And Coach Houston, when asked, said that Keaton's fine and that he he'll be ready to go. So, yeah, from everything we've heard, he should be a hundred percent. Yeah, he took a pretty vicious headshot there late in that game, and. You know, I was a little a little concerned that it was going to be a pretty severe concussion, but you know, he we're going to need him, you know, Jay, uh, at full strength to win that game in Cincinnati. So, ho- you know, hopefully he's, you know, one hundred percent ready to go. Yeah, he brings a different dimension to the offense. I mean, he's he's an outstanding player that um, makes defenses, you know, that challenges them with his speed. So he's he's just a, a difference maker and uh if he's available and healthy he he can change the course of a ball game with one carry or one catch absolutely and uh bubba i know you wanted to mention uh pirate baseball or excuse me basketball here jumping the gun yeah the mike schwartz era is getting underway tonight um here in just over a half hour the pirates will take on mercer out of the socon um that's a program over the last three years has has won an average of 17 games picked in the middle of the pack in the 10 team SoCon this year. And uh, it's going to be a strong first test uh, for uh, Coach Schwartz and staff with so many new pieces to the puzzle and having lost, what, 85 to 90 percent of our scoring from a season ago. Yes, and see where come from. I think really important. Diminutive uh, 
new point guard. Uh, one of the point guards, I think Javon Small will be the starter, but LeCount will definitely get some minutes. Um, but uh, LeCount from L.A. led the state of California high school basketball in scoring a season ago with more than 30 points per contest. So uh, wow. let's hope that you know, over the next couple years, few years, that uh, Caleb LeCount proves to be you know, uh, a Muggsy Bogues or uh, a Spud Webb or someone of that nature um, because uh, he certainly has a lot of personality and um, from all accounts or by all accounts, you know, has an excellent game to go with it. So uh, looking forward to seeing him tonight. Join us after the game. It will at least be Dave and myself, um, maybe some other on our team will chime in, but at least Dave and I will do pirate basketball overtime right around 9 o'clock, taking a look back at the first game of the Mike Schwartz era against the Mercer Bears. So uh, be sure to tune in here on YouTube as well as Facebook Live and give us your thoughts on the Pirates season opener. But uh, for Sonny and Semenza, I'm Bubba Rosenbaum. You've been watching and listening to the Sports Objective in week 11 of Sonny and Semenza. Have a great week, everyone, and as always, go Pirates. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. And go Pirates! <laughs>